time flies, but where does it go? By your side, I don't need to know. If you're mine, don't care what tomorrow holds. Just live in the moment with me. Let's say there's someone watching this right now mm. who is in the pain cave, yeah. like deep in the pain cave, yeah. right? Physically, emotionally, spiritually, like you have been a couple times that I've seen you. When yeah. I first met you, you were dealing with a big mold infection uh -huh. and you had no education around that. Yeah. So when the first doctors told you that you essentially needed to change everything about your life, it was really distressing. <laughs> and then last year you got COVID and yeah. you got like long haul symptoms yeah. and had all this uh, GI stuff going on and life stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Very uncertain with a lot of things. Business had, had been crumbling and you were just deep in the pain cave. So I think uniquely, I would like to hear about, well, what's the first like big picture wisdom that you think someone that's in the pain cave can hear right now that would help them? Nothing lasts forever. Yeah, nothing lasts forever. Everything is always changing. Um, and I guess it depends on what type of pain they're going through. If it's emotional, spiritual, physical, um, but I'd say something that was really helpful for me was stoicism. And this idea that I got from stoicism was just focusing on what you can control. So controlling the controllables. And I think when you put a lot of energy into your locus of control, your sphere of influence is very empowering and it gives you a sense that things can change, I guess. For me, that's that's kind of like, I always knew like, I, you know, I, I joke that, and I think a lot of my friends reflect this to me as well, is that I'm a very persistent person, super persistent. And um, I'm very stubborn and hard-headed and very honey, honey badger-like. You know, like there's this image of like a honey badger, like walking through like the desert and it has like porcupine spikes in it in its back. And it's just like underneath it, just like the meme is like mood, you know, <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel like, like, um, both those times. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's just like, I think I've also, I've gone through different, different seasons where it's like, all right, I'm going to just like strong arm this situation and like make it my bitch and like I'm gonna conquer it and I'm gonna like figure it out and then other times I'm just like I I can do nothing but surrender and that was like the big I think takeaway this last go around with like COVID and and autoimmune and and my business falling apart and like having to move and family stuff it was just like this is such a black hole right now that I just have to let go because there's nothing to hold on to. There's literally nothing like to it's all going in. Yeah. And, um, and when, when you have that like acceptance of just how bad it is and how you really can't change anything, at least in that moment, then the only sort of, I said mindset or course of action is inaction. Mm. I would just like allow the storm to like run its course and know that the change is, is on the, on the forefront. And I think that's something that always gave me a light at the end of the tunnel was that the pendulum always swings. 
and I think like my roommates right now who I'm living with would say they they the stuff they say about the things that are happening in my life right now and like people who are close to me are like it seems like miracles and magic and stuff is just like unfolding for me and I knew that that would come because of how far in the other direction I went mm-hmm. um, so I think that's a big like principle that I, I sort of like live by now <laughs> I've, got, I've got like two two big questions right now yeah number one you know a big reason why I do the podcast in this show is like selfish right so I can pull out like sure, people's different genius yeah, yep, and get advice for free yeah. on the show right so one thing is when you say that like everything is a black hole to give some context let's actually start with that to give some context as to what all the amazing things are happening in your life right now yeah can you give me like a quick, like if you didn't know, I didn't know you, like mm-hmm. what, who are you and what do you do and what's been the success lately that people would be like, holy crap, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So while I was sick, I really couldn't do anything um, except I promised myself I would continue to put out one YouTube video a week. Uh, and I talk about health and wellness stuff, biohacking stuff um, and lifestyle optimization, these, these kind of things. And I just really stayed true to that as best as I could. I mean, I missed a couple weeks, but for the most part, every week a video was coming out. And um, over the course of the last 24 months, that turned into, you know, doing a mi- over a million dollars in affiliate revenue and creating uh, a, pa- a six-figure passive income stream for myself. Uh, so I replaced my active six figures of income with passive six figures in income over the last two years. Uh, and I now literally get mailbox money and I and it blew up all of a sudden very recently uh, within the last six months I think things really started to pick up like it was exponential right yeah it was really exponential it was really incremental at first and then it became it's becoming exponential and I, I don't even feel like I've hit my hockey stick growth curve yet like I feel like it's just like now coming off the this the surface a little bit so like I imagine in a year you know, it'll be more like $50,000 a month in passive income or $100,000 a month in passive income. Uh, and and it's kind of just working on its own and it's growing. And I'm, I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing, uh, but it really doesn't take that much energy for me uh, because I built a lot of systems and I delegated stuff and I picked a strategy that was sustainable for me and low output, high impact. Let's let's break that down a little bit. So when you started this whole thing, Mm -hmm. how what was like the initial conversation with yourself once you decided this is what you wanted? How did you pick the health and fitness gadget and product space? Um, What was that conversation? Was it a coach or was it? No, it was literally two years of of trying to figure it out. Okay, so so it was four years. It's been two years of trying to decide what to do and (laughs) two years of doing it. Yeah, so basically I I had built a six-figure videography business working with entrepreneurs, telling their stories, doing ads and creative stuff. And it was really successful. I was working with top industry leaders. I still do. And they were paying me five figures to work for like two days. And... And well, if, film for two days. Film for right? two days, yeah. and, I, and then I'd edit for for a long time. But um, what would what would happen is I would do promotions, and I'd get a lots lots of new clients. I'm really good at getting clients when I want to, and I would get a bunch of new clients, and then I would have to service all those clients, and it was a lot of fulfillment in the editing. And 
And when you say fulfillment, you mean like a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah. Like, Not necessarily like, oh, I feel so good about myself. No, no, no. Yeah. Like a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Fulfilling it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So con mm -hmm. contextually, yes. Uh, it was a lot of like sitting behind a computer um, and being by myself and and you know i was still dealing with the mold stuff and and i wasn't i was like so you had solved the money issue yes but in solving that i had you created some issues yeah i created some golden handcuffs you know because i would do all this promotion and i would get all these clients but then i'd have to like sit behind the computer for like months and then i would my pipeline would empty out and i'd have to go do the same thing and i was on this roller coaster going up and down so i just i knew something was not working with my model my business model and I didn't want to build an agency or production company because it just it didn't wasn't my dream wasn't really what I wanted to do. It's not like what I got in the game for. So I just kept asking myself the question, like, how do I have my cake and eat it, too? Like, how can I make videos on my terms and how can I stabilize my income and create passive income so that it's not attached to my time? Therefore, when I stop working, the money keeps coming in and I remember during this time I was really working on correcting my posture and like fixing the mold stuff, like going through a protocol. And so I was pretty like, I could only work like half days. And this is during COVID as well, like the beginning of COVID, like right before COVID, I think. And I, I would just listen to podcasts while I worked out and like did exercises and was like going for a walk. I was walking a lot, like 15,000 steps a day at this time. And I was just on the hunt to figure out what was the right model for passive income that was going to work for me. Was it real estate? Was it courses? Was it affiliate marketing? Was it drop shipping? What, like what, what was it? And I just kept coming back to like my strengths and what I like to do and how I like to spend my time. And I was telling everyone about this health and wellness products, you know, like I got the aura ring. I started teaching people about sleep and they, everyone started coming to me to me and asking me and eventually I was like like I think I got something here with the sleep stuff so I built a little course I pre-sold it like 300 people like bought it and I was like wow like this is great so I started making videos about sleep in the aura ring and then um I was doing the cold plunge I built my own cold plunge as well and I made a video about that and that ranked number one on Google and YouTube for the keywords cold plunge which at the time was like not very much in terms of traffic but i knew like i had this problem i knew other people had this problem because wim hof was blowing up and everyone wanted to do cold therapy so i just made this video and uh it ranked and it started getting a lot of traffic and i started i remember i made my first affiliate marketing sale from like amazon like associates or whatever which is like nothing but it was like 25 bucks and i just remember being like it works and like I had cracked the code on something. I'm like, I just need to figure out how to do this on a bigger scale. And that 25 bucks was the best money I've ever made in my entire life. Way better than the 10 or $15,000 paychecks that I got from my clients. And so I just studied the game. You know, I studied YouTube SEO. I bought a bunch of courses. Uh, I remember making tons of videos that just flopped and like no one saw them. Um, but I remember there was this guy named Ali Abdal, who's a big YouTuber. And and he talks about his journey growing on YouTube. And one of the things that he said, he said, if you just put out a video every week for the next five years, like all your problems will be taken care of financially. And like you'll have a big audience of people who want to buy stuff from you and and you'll 
you know, you'll, you'll have a platform. And that seemed like a really simple framework and I had watched him execute it. And I was like, dude, I make videos for a living. Like there's no reason why I can't just put these videos on YouTube and then let them grow and, uh, and let people find me basically. Um, it's just about having that consistency of being able to continually show up and like refine your craft and get 1% better with each video. Um, but what I found is that was taking a lot of time like a lot of time to make videos every week, like 20, 30, 40, 50 hours mm. for one video. Wow. To get like a couple hundred views, <laughs> you know, it is really heartbreaking. Um, and I was still dealing with the health stuff and, and, and like spending a lot of time with that. So I just like, I kept asking myself this question, like how, and like YouTube also, little side note, they have these analytics in the back. And I found myself checking the analytics all the time, like in an unhealthy way and spending a lot of time distributing my content across different platforms to get traction because that's what you have to do in the beginning. And I just remembered like, this is, I need to make this sustainable and this is not sustainable. And I, I just started learning about systems then like, how do I build systems? So I don't have to do all this stuff all the time. So I built a couple systems. I hired an assistant. She took over the social media. And then fast forward like 12 months later, and I built some more systems. And then I hired an editor. And now I don't have to do any of the social media or the data collection. And I don't have to do any of the editing. So now I have the ability to just sit down, do some research, script the video, shoot the video, send it off, and then boom, out comes a video that's probably better than the one that I would have made because the editor's full-time job is to edit. And my assistant's full-time job is to do social media or part-time job is to do social media. So I don't have any other focuses in terms of the channel except for making the best quality content possible, um, which is is really powerful. Be now, when you're starting that, let's say there's people watching who are like, you know, YouTube, they want it to be their thing and they want affiliate sales to be their thing. Yeah. What budget do they need to set aside per month to do that before or after? Like what's the what's the monthly budget of for having my team? a channel run like that? Oh, yeah. um like what's your burn rate? Uh not very much. Um all the systems are free to make. Right. So I have a playbook and um and that's just like a directory where I build all my systems in Google Docs and and uh Excel. And then Asana is for task management and project management. And then Voxer is for communication with my team. Voxer, I think, costs like five bucks a month or nine bucks a month, something like that for the pro. But you don't even need the pro if you don't want. <laughs> um, so nine bucks. And then a couple softwares for doing keyword research. So maybe another 15 bucks a month there or 20 bucks a month. So call it $30 a month. And then my assistant is probably somewhere between two and $500 a month. And then my editor is probably five to six hundred, five to seven hundred dollars a month. So I'd say roughly eleven hundred. Got it. Eleven hundred, twelve hundred bucks per month to run it yeah. and grow it. Yeah. Yep. Now, do you see like at what? How big can this grow with that current system without increasing those costs? Infinitely. Okay, so this is like the Fixed. system. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. All I all I have to do is get better at making content. Because once I get better at making content, all the other stuff is taken care of. 
Got it. And, and do you YouTube, currently YouTube scales um, infinitely? Do your own affiliate deals, or does your assistant handle that? I do my affiliate deals. Okay. So, so in the future, would someone else do that? Yeah, yeah. I could have a business manager, or um, an online business manager, or um, a business development person do that, and that would be a higher paying role because they're structuring deals, they're negotiating commissions, they're um, doing it's basically sales. So I would give them a percentage of the sales. Um, probably like five percent. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Of the deals that they, they, they worked and and closed and negotiated and all that stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. And just so I clear this topic and we get complete with that, there's a place people can go to download your playbook. Yeah. Or, you can go to time, timewealth.io/playbook, and you can get the playbook on how to hire an assistant, a personal chef, and um, how to build systems and use them uh, in your organization or in your life for that matter. Um, so do you want me to circle back around to like all the things that are going great? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Let's circle <laughs> yeah. that. Yep. So, so I have this six figure passive income stream that's growing and it only takes me five hours a week, five to 10 hours a week to, to do, which is great. Um, I just moved into a brand new house. It was built in 2020 or 2021 uh, that has a pool and a hot tub. And it's modern barn and it looks beautiful and i live there with two of like my best friends which is epic and you're a ping pong amateur <laughs> yeah. coming professional yes yes rising ping pong star we have a ping pong table there's red lights throughout the house that are like smart light bulbs uh i have a sleep mattress on my bed all the house came furnished like uh it's five minutes outside of town it's like a perfect part of yeah it's like downtown austin yeah it's so good and um it's so there's that, and then, you know, I'm getting a lot healthier. So like, I've been working out a lot. I'm, I'm feeling like my body looks good. Like, I'm getting stronger. Um, you know, my favorite health and wellness companies are sending me all their products for free to basically test, and then I get paid to sell them if I like them and I believe in them. And, you know, I'm building this great company with you that I'm like super excited like to be able to build a company with your friend and I have all the skill sets that it takes to just get an online business off the ground like that. Like I don't need to hire anyone. I don't need, like I can just do it all myself. Um, and we go on epic trips like around the world with the Avengers. And I am also like, like finally starting to like expand my dating life and I'm having a lot of fun like meeting girls and and spiritually i feel very aligned with the direction i'm going i feel like i'm i'm just like very fulfilled fulfilled and things just work for me you know like shit just ha like stuff that that like, i give you like this is a flex but it's like you know like people like peter diamandes are like hiring me to help them with grow their youtube channel and to like film their events and um you know i've just been very blessed and fortunate to have so like I have so many opportunities and it's only going to get better and better and better and better. And I have an amazing coach who I pay a lot of money and I have the luxury of paying her a lot of money. And I, and she supports me in so many ways that I can't begin to describe. And, you know, I, I think something that I'm also just present to is like, I have, I have all these health issues, but like none of them are, are irreversible. Mm. So this brings me to a point here. In this, in the last episode of the show, mm -hmm. I interviewed Yuri Choi, yep. who you know, because he was in Jackson Hole with the Avengers with us, and we discussed 
getting from pain to like peace or courage, like mm -hmm. that negative eight of the emotions, yeah, yeah, yeah. shame, guilt, apathy, all that fear, anger, all the way up to courage. And that's kind of getting away from pain, mm -hmm. right? And then it's a totally different process of getting from like neutral to enlightenment or mm -hmm. towards that, right? Joy, happiness, mm -hmm. all of those things, uh, willingness, right? So earlier you mentioned that it was a black hole yeah. and that everything was going into yeah. it. Yeah. And so my selfish question is, uh, and I think a lot of people hopefully can relate to this. I hope I'm not like wasting their time listening to this, but in my life, I've constructed it in such a way that there is the impossible, it's like impossible to have a complete black hole mm -hmm. situation, which might actually be better in some regards than having some stability with a black hole. Mm -hmm. So for me, there's like the possibility of a, of a black hole, but there's stuff to hang on to. Mm -hmm. So, and then the black hole will eventually go away. Yeah. So the question is in that scenario, it, do you believe it's better to just go into the black hole and come out of it the other side? Or is it better to keep some structures in your life? Like, let's say now, if everything started to fall apart, but your YouTube business was good. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. My YouTube was still earning me money while I was sick with COVID. Mm, so it wasn't all. Yeah. Like, yeah. but it was just enough to keep me afloat and to mm -hmm. pay for the doctors and the medicine and, and the supplements and all that stuff. But, I, you know, it was like somewhere between two and three thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So. I couldn't live the way that I normally live, but, but like it was enough to survive. You could make and it. that's why I'm so bullish on it now is I'm like, bro, this saved my life. You okay. know, like it okay. really took care of me. But the first time I went through the health stuff, I didn't have anything. I had mm -hmm. zero support, mm -hmm. zero structure, nothing to hang my hat on. And I all, it was also all new the first time. Whereas this time I, f I was like, oh, my body's breaking down mm -hmm. and like shit is going bad. But like, what do I know? I know I need to sleep well. Mm. Like, I know I need to be outside and like be in nature as much as I can, get lots of sunlight. I know I need highly nutritious food and I need to move my body at least like enough. I just need to move, right? Mm. Like something. And then I need to f like f protect my mind. Yes. And like give myself like good inputs and continue to stay connected to my friends and people who are important mm. to me. So you had many structures totally. for the second time that were able to prevent you from going falling completely into yeah. it again. Yeah. So yeah. so I want to set one more context sure. and I want to come back to that. Okay. The context is so you went from negative eight shame during COVID and mm -hmm. like guilt and like bad, bad juju and like really uncomfortable to a place of, of neutrality and courage and peace to do all this new stuff that you're doing now, which has led you to a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. What would be your wisdom or advice for, I, I find that it's, it's two separate journeys, right? People can be in a place of extreme pain, mm -hmm. suffering, and then they all get the courage to move themselves to peace or some goodness. Mm -hmm. And I know you've experienced that several times what's your advice and wisdom on moving from that place of peace and like some goodness to cultivating like a beautiful, beautiful life? Yeah. Like what's the mindset shifts that need to happen? Well, yeah, it's a great question for me right now because I feel like that's what I'm doing currently, like in my life. And I, I have a lot of, 
I, I mean, I give a lot of credit to my coach who I'm working with, Amanda, um, Amanda Renee on Instagram, if you want to look her up. And it's, it's just going from this mindset of letting things be okay to actually giving yourself permission to get what you feel like your deepest desires are. Because your deepest desires are like breadcrumbs that are leading you towards your soul's calling. Even if they feel weird or obnoxious or indulgent or let's, let's concrete examples what do we got here so for example the, the quote that i heard for that which is beautiful which might be from amanda was um your passions are your purpose yeah i mean it's just like i really want to spend like five thousand dollars a month on my health got it from and, a wellness and, perspective right and from like a a more like feminine statement of that is like you want to invest in your health a lot more than normal people normal people would, yeah. or what like would be considered acceptable or appropriate yeah right so like i want to go to network chiropractic twice a week i want to see an acupuncturist once a week i want to do hyperbaric chambers once a week i want to do i want to do it all um and i used to feel like that's that was so like i like who am i to spend that type of money like shouldn't i invest that in my in my business or shouldn't i invest that in the market or should i save that money you know, and what she helped me see was that, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And the only reason why I felt like it was wrong is because of a story that I told myself about the fact that it was wrong and other people's judgments or my own judgment about that thing. Another example would be, um, like, I really don't want to work that much. I really just don't. I want to have seasons where, like, I feel inspired and I'm just always, like, like that i also feel like i just want lots of leisure time i want the time to chill and walk and hang with my friends and have sex and go to the beach and go to the gym and uh be in nature and i just have this like weird there it is right like that's my judgment i have this this desire that's not weird it's my desire that i have like a more european type of lifestyle that's just more relaxed and I think the only reason why I, th I thought that that was wrong is because of, you know, stories that I've created for myself about what's right and what's wrong. That's it. So I think that to answer your question, the mindset shift is just really tuning into what you actually desire and letting go of the shame and the guilt and the judgment that you have around those things and actually giving yourself permission to go for it. And that's why I have the tattoo on my arm, which is what would you love? And the significance of that tattoo is really just, you know, like you have one life. Like what would you truly, truly love? What would light you up more than anything? What would make you forget about all your problems? What would make you feel alive? You know, and, and by asking that question, you're going to get some really interesting answers. And I feel like that is the mindset shift is going on what do I going from what do I want and what's okay and what what I believe is acceptable and right to what would I love mm. and just moving in that direction and being guided by that that type of questioning so for you it's spending a lot of time a lot of money on your health mm -hmm. it's working less and doing work that you're really inspired by mm -hmm. and having seasons where you feel like you just want to work a lot and having seasons where you're like, I really just want to relax a lot. Mm -hmm. What what are some other examples of, of things for you that you're like, oh, these are my passions that are probably leading to like helping me feel a really fulfilling and purposeful life. 
Mm, you know, something that I think a lot, of, I think is really taboo in um, Western culture and especially America is just like for me in the season I'm in, I really just want to be doing a lot of dating and I really want to find out what type of woman like I want to be with. And I have no idea what that looks like right now. And I feel like people make it wrong that like you want to date a lot of people and that it's, it's promiscuous or it's, um, I don't know, like it's, it's just, it's mean or you're not being thoughtful of other people or, and to me, I'm just like, look, as, as long as you're honest, you're transparent, you're upfront with people, you tell them exactly where you're at, then it's up for them to like basically be responsible for how they want to be with you. So uh, those are some examples that come to mind. Are there any places people could go or exercises like for someone that has not found or been honest with themselves about these things and what's their what's their passion like like these these are tough things especially depending on who you're surrounded by right your mm -hmm. support network so for you you're surrounded by a lot of people that are like yeah anything that you want you should go after yeah right for people that are in that place where they're still trying to figure out like what those passions are are there questions or journal prompts or what would what would they be able to hear if you could put yourself back in those shoes to help them discover what it is they really want and then give them some confidence or some friction on the ground? I feel like there's a lot of inner child work. Mm -hmm. So for like, I think my experience has been that as we grow up, we kind of like leave our little version, little child versions of ourselves behind to some degree, not always, but a lot of the time we have these desires as kids and as adolescents that are really fruitful and like very powerful and we just deny them because it's not right, quote unquote, right? Or um, it's not appropriate or it's, it's, it's not the right time or you need to focus on other things. Like you need to be, you know, grow up and you need to do these things. And I think that if you just be quiet with yourself for a little bit and you like tune into your body and that little mini version of you, that little child version, and just, you know, ask the little skip, like, Hey, little skip, like, what do you need for me? What are you trying to tell me? What do you want to do? What do you, what do I need to know? And then you write it, write, just write whatever comes. And I think that's a, that's a great place to start. And then from there, I would just notice like what brings you energy. Right. And just, so like do the things and then see which ones give you more energy yeah. or not. Yeah. And oftentimes it's, it's less about like what ends up happening is you'll do the thing and then you'll realize, oh, it wasn't about this. I just needed to feed that, that child. What's a concrete example of that for you? Like something that you tried and you're like, oh, like, I think my relationship with video is evolving a lot. You know, like I really fulfilled my dream of becoming a videographer you know, and as I'm maturing, I'm like, wow, I really like, I really like patch that hole. Right. And now I'm like, okay, like what's maybe the next step. And right now for me, it's like, okay, I want to become an athlete. Right. And that's the pendulum swinging, right? Like I went all this, all this way over here to like sick and like tons of issues and, and it's going to swing back and it's going to be okay. Athlete, high performer, like, and I feel like it's really just me making up time that was lost, you know? And so part of my healing is literally fulfilling that dream, right? 
And the more that you can do that, I believe the faster your healing will be, mm. right? Is you're just, you're, you're giving your child version of yourself what it needs. Yeah. Yeah. Have you experienced any notions or realities of any sort of self-sabotage on this journey of, of growth and fulfillment? So many, man. <laughs> so many. I mean, that's why I work with Amanda. Mm. Basically, all that work is just making sure I, I stay out of my own way. Yeah. So what was happening before you hired her that spurred you to well, I kept getting out? I kept getting sick. Mm. So no matter how healthy you got, you would get sick again? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I would get better and then I would something would happen and I'd get worse. And I get better. I was on this yo yo train, right? And I think there's a lot of familial stuff that's tied up in that. There's a lot of cultural stuff that's tied up in that. There's a lot of like identity stuff that's tied up in that and so an example would be like you know if something went wrong and like i got thrown off my rhythm i would like totally it would derail all the progress that i would make i'd just be like wow it's not even worth it anymore whereas like you know a couple let's say like a month ago or a month and a half ago about a month ago i got a bunch of my blood blood work back and my numbers were worse and in the past that would have totally derailed me and i would have just been like well why what's the point of me doing all the stuff that i'm doing if it's not even working but now that i have the awareness that i have and i have the tools that i have it, it's really just like oh like maybe i need to make some adjustments to like some fine tweaking to really like get things dialed in but like my numbers weren't reflecting how i was feeling so although i was angry and i was upset and i was discouraged and and I acknowledge that all those emotions are present. I don't override that. And I don't, um, I don't bypass that. After I had some time to cool down, I'm like, cool, let's get back to work. You know, cause I can either sit here and I can complain and I can be a victim and I can, I can say the world isn't fair and, and I'm spending all this money and I'm all this energy and all this time and I could get all worked up, but is that going to make me any healthier? Is that going to make my numbers any better? <laughs> is that going to do anything productive for me? No, my end goal is to live a good life, to be healthy and feel good inside my body and to do that with people I love and to feel like I'm, I'm making a difference in some type of contribution. And so does me staying in the state and like derailing all the stuff that I just did, uh, support this and it doesn't so no so let me be angry and be upset and then let me get over it and let me move on and, mm. and get back to work mm. so i know you conceptually understood that years ago mm -hmm. what you just described mm -hmm. what experientially shifted that what what happened was it an exercise that amanda did was it something you just experienced it enough times to where you know, like you said in the very early part of the interview, like nothing lasts forever. And eventually you hit the wall enough that you're like, okay, I just can't do this anymore. Or was there something that shifted within you or an experience that you had that, that changed that? Yeah. I had um, an experience in no two things. I had an experience in network chiropractic where I was on the table and I, and network chiropractic to give a really quick explanation is like, uh, it's not like normal chiropractic where you're like popping and cracking joints. No. It's chiropractic where they are. It's basically energy work. Yep. And it's, it's really, like fancy Reiki. Yeah. Except way more intense and way more transformational. No yep. offense to any Reiki people out there. Check out network chiropractic. It will change your life. Mm. Basically I had this experience on the network chiropractic table 
where I was in a session and it's so weird. Like network, you go into a different world. It's like doing psychedelics sometimes for me. And I remember I had this experience on the table where I literally felt the autoimmune leave my body. Mm. And so I have this deep knowing inside that it's like, this is a seasonal thing. Like Kyle, you're going through something like this is a time for transformation. This is there's this disease is trying to teach you something and and it's not going to be with you forever. And so even though my numbers are all out of whack and it was like really frustrating, it's also like it's going to be all right. Like it. This is temporary again, you know, this is temporary, but it's like a real knowing like because experiential. Yeah. In your body. Yeah. What's happened. What's happened, Skip, is that I have collected enough evidence of stories of people who have cured autoimmune to just know that it's possible Mm. and and believe it, like really believe it. Yeah. And like and like. Yeah, full remission and. And so. I just have that belief, you know, that it's like, if they can do it, I can do it. Cause I've just proven to myself so many times that if I put my mind to something, it's done. If I make a decision, this is how it's going to be. Then that reality comes to be. Mm. So I could, I'll be mad. And it was really mad. I've been, I haven't been that angry in a long time. Um, but at the same time, it was like, cool, more data to work with, Mm. right? What does that mean? I just need to get the right tests. I need to continue to take care of myself and do what I know works and know, cause I know that at this point, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but I get to some degree, the human body, my body. And I'm like, the body's a healing machine. All it's trying to do is create homeostasis. So all we have to do is remove the things that are are impeding that and provide it with an environment that's supportive of the natural healing that is supposed to take place. Mm -hmm. So there was something that you mentioned earlier that this brings up. So we've talked a lot about business, passion, health, fulfillment. We've talked about your journey, right? We've even talked about like the coaching and the inner child work, which is beautiful. So Mm -hmm. like deep emotional stuff. But you mentioned something we haven't talked about, and I have some questions about it, which is community, mm. like having the right people around. Yes. And you live with two best friends, like mm-hmm. this great situation, right? In my experience of life, I meet a lot of people. I'm a, I'm a people meter, mm-hmm. right? Purple people eater, people meter. In your experience, like how... Does one go about cultivating the, if I could say the word right, Mm -hmm. friendships for them? What are your wisdoms and secrets behind that? Like, how do you choose who you spend time with these days now that there's an abundance here in Austin of great people? Yeah. What's your framework for that? You know, I wouldn't have said this a couple of years ago, but I'll say it now because I think this is, I just feel something with people, but I'm like, there's like a soul connection and there's something like really like there's resonance in between the two in the, in between the two in the relationship. Um, I think that's one thing, a more tactical thing I think is values. 
like I just look at someone's values and they don't have to tell me their values. I just see their values by how they behave. And when I see that their values align with mine, I'm like, I probably spend a lot of time with these people. What that looks like is they value health, they value community, they value growth, they value honest communication and, and, um, and they usually have a big heart and they care about people, you know? Uh, and so if they, f if their values fall into any of those buckets, then there's some type of alignment there. And that will probably lead me to wanting to spend time with them. I also, after going through these rounds of like health stuff, what I realized is that there are certain people who will be there for you when it's really thick. And I think about this guy named Brad Hart, shout out to Brad Hart, who is just a good human being. And me and my roommate, Alexander, when we were driving from San Diego to Austin, we stopped off at his house in Arizona and he had us over and he took us out to eat and he would not let us pay for food. He bought us like guest passes at the gym and like took us to the gym. He went and bought ice for us so we could do a cold plunge. And like, he just went so above and beyond as a host that it became this like kind of running joke of just like, we need more Brad Hart's in the world, you know, of people who are just there for you. Brad Hart was also housed me when I was in transition while I was sick with COVID and said, dude, you need a place to stay, come stay at my place. So it's like people like that, hmm. that, you know, I think the, the joke is, is like, you know, you could call them after you, you like, accidentally murder someone and say hey <laughs> can you help me bury the body yeah can you help me bury the body so i think i look i look for people like that i, mean, I think that's a good litmus <laughs> that's test. a that's a fantastic litmus test will you help me bury the body yeah i could just think about that yeah and if they will then maybe yeah and i also think like taking someone on like a 26 mile hike you know up like one of the steepest mountains in the in the country is a, a great place to start too um, you know, because you see people's true colors when you put them under immense amounts of stress, right? And if you can remain friends um, <laughs> through that and you can see their worst and you're still okay with seeing their worst and you love their worst and you, you acknowledge their worst and, um, and you're, you're, yeah, like I think, I think that's a great, great litmus test as well um, because then you know no matter how bad things are going to get or be, because at some point things will be tough that they're going to show up in a way that you can count mm -hmm. count on. Beautiful. Yeah. Rapid fire round. Mm -hmm. What are five things? I don't necessarily have to do them all, but what are five things I could do to feel better today? Five simple things, not necessarily things I have to buy, yeah. but what are five like habits that you could just say like blanket statement are probably going to make you feel better. It doesn't yeah. have to be like a hundred percent hit, yeah. right? Yeah. Go right off the top of your head. Yeah. Go to bed and wake up at the same time every, every day. Okay. Drink 32 ounces of water right when you wake up. 32 ounces. You will have Ooh. much better bowel movements. Okay. Much, much, much better bowel movements. And you'll be well hydrated no matter what throughout the rest of the day. Go for a 20 minute walk in the morning. Make sure to get some sunlight. Put your bare feet on the ground for at least 10 to 20 minutes every single day and meditate or consciously breathe 10 to 20 minutes every single day. 
Okay. Do you have, okay, so top recommendation for meditation for like anyone, what would they do? Go to YouTube and type in. Just download an app, Calm or Headspace. The reason why I like Calm or Headspace is they track your meditations. And I'm a big fan of gamification. And that's what I, I allowed me to build a practice is I said, I'm going to meditate for, I think a hundred days in a row or something. That was like my, my thing. And I locked in a, a habit, you know, a practice. I now have had a practice for five years because of that. So I think if you can gamify meditation, it's going to be really easy to, to stick with it. And in addition to that, I think that going to an event where you deepen your practice or you, or you work with a practitioner, like a breath work type, type situation, I think can also get you really, really excited about doing it. Like this year, I didn't work with anyone specifically, but I did another challenge. I did 60 minutes of meditation a day for 60 days. And now I can sit for 30 minutes and it's like nothing. I'm like, that's it. So um, I think challenges are good as well. Awesome. And then do you have anything that's like on your heart, on your mind right now before I ask the wrap up question that you're like, you know, we didn't really talk about this, but I feel like it's really present for people that might be watching. And is there anything you want to let them know? Yeah, there's a theme that runs through my life and I think it shows itself in my business really well, uh, which is that question everything because nothing has to be the way that you think it has to be. It's literally, it's just, it's made up all the rules, all the things that, that you thought was the way that, that life and business should be is totally up for debate. And I, I'll use an example of one of my friends and mentors. His name is Ari Mizell. And he's one of those stories and examples that I've collected where he um, was $3 million in debt. He was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, was hospitalized three times. And he now is debt free. He cured his Crohn's disease and he works 20 minutes a day. And he even told me, it's not even 20 minutes most of the time. And the other time that he has, because he's not working, he's spending with his kids. He's woodworking with a mentor. And then three days out of the week, he's saving people's lives as an EMT volunteer. Mm. His life is very different than the way that people think it should be and the way that life and business is supposed to look. And is it because he's a genius or is it because he worked with a bunch of famous coaches to get there or why do you think, and, and it could be a little bit of all of it, but what, what's the special part if there is a special part at all? I think the special part about him is yes, he is a genius and he is very special, but more than that, I think he just asked really special questions and he had to ask very special questions because he had constraints. And one of those questions is, if I could only work an hour a day, because he, that's all he could work, how would I make this work, right? How do I get out of this $3 million hole? How do I build a life for my family? How do I cure my Crohn's disease? And I think that's the biggest thing that has helped guide my life. 
and I hope to be that for other people as Ari has been for me of just like, okay, things are really challenging and I have a lot of constraints right now. So how do I get creative and make this work for me? And you're the captain of your, of your own ship. Like it's your life to build and you can build it however you want. So just start asking better questions that will help you build that life that you desire. Mm. And baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. Baby steps. One, you know, for me, it was one system at a time. Like I'm just going to build one system, like maybe every month or every two weeks or something like that. But slowly, you know, you start systematizing your whole business and now you're only working, you know, five hours, five, 10 hours a week, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'll say this too. This is a really big thing. An idea that was given to me through multiple people. One is through a friend and a mentor named Austin Nutsley. And another one is through um, this guy who wrote this book called The Slight Edge. And the author's name is escaping me, but amazing book is this principle of slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And so if you can just do one or two or three or four or 5% every day, in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you're going to be light years ahead of everyone else. Where everyone else is trying to play the short game and is trying to get the, the thing fast. You're going to get the thing slow, but you're going to get it forever. And that's something you can take to the bank. Mm. Beautiful. So when people fall in love with you and want to learn a lot more and see a lot more of your face, where do they go? Go to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Kyle Got Camera. Beautiful. I'll drop that link in the comments. Thank you so much. Thank you. Time flies, but where does it go? By your side, I